It's another week of your sports fix with the Sports Pulse. It's Devin Ashby, Dan Cusin. How you doing this week, Dan? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing good. You know, this week is much better. You know, it's I'm starting to see the world for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's been a lot going on this week. Um, MLB negotiations are pretty much a standstill. It's just a lot of back and forth going on. Yeah, like both sides. It's like it's. I, I, are they? Do they want to play baseball? I mean, that's my thing. I, it doesn't. These are like I don't. I don't know what the issue is with this negotiation process because it just doesn't seem like they're taking it seriously. And the players are even taking a Twitter saying, you know, just you know, LOL, and you know, like, oh, this is ridiculous. And it's like they, they the players don't feel like they're they're being welcomed back, and it's definitely a. Obviously, it's a financial issue, but I think a lot of the players, they seem like they're being slighted a little bit during this whole process. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's understandable, especially money-wise. Like, I mean, they're talking about taking multiple pay cuts, and it's like, you know, 75 80% proration and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The, ML, sure. like the, the, the uh, minor leagues are not happening at all. Like, I think they completely canceled that. You know, so it's just a lot of, you know, this is a lot of stuff going on. You know, they, they sent out another proposal today, but they're saying it has an expiration date on it. It's just getting really ugly, it seems like. Well, the commissioner did say that there is a 100% chance that they'll play this year. So at least uh, baseball fans have that to hang on to, I guess. Um, uh, you know, but again, it's, it, father time is the biggest uh, enemy right now. And I, I don't really know if... Um, if if they're just taking these pot shots of like if the players will actually take it or not, I mean nothing has been reasonable up to this point. I mean I'm not playing in the league, but everything just seems like it's just like um, I mean for better uh, for lack of better words, just half assed. Um, yeah. I th- I think um, it's going to get to the point where uh, they're going to be uh, down to the wire and then they have to make a decision because time is not on their side. Right, and I feel like the more time they take, the less number of games they play, and and. We may not even have a season. I don't see any direction where there is a baseball season this year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. At, but. I don't either because you got, what, 162 games, right? Right. Regular season. So that's going to be cut, obviously. But still, it's just um, baseball. Just I don't I don't know how you can you know, cramp a 162-game season with everything that goes on and just condense it. I, I just don't I don't think it will, it's going to work. And and you also have to figure out like, you know, coronavirus is still around, and and we're kind of easing into the world that we know what what we once knew, and it's still with you know I don't know how they're gonna deal with that. Yeah, actually, there there was a report that an unnamed player and coach have tested positive recently. So I'm just right. like, because it's because we're not out of the woods yet, so to speak, and 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 that's what I'm looking at. And you know, even you know, not to go off track, but even the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of speculation that it they're really not on top of it i mean even though they have more time to work on it right and even college i mean every week it seemed like somebody oh college is in a bad shape i don't know man like college football i'm i'm trying to i'm i'm big on visualizing something in in my mind and i can't see it i really can't i don't know how it works i can't can't at all because now they made it that oh you know it's got to be a universal thing and you know so it's it's a lot and 
we don't even know. I mean, there's still talk about a second wave that could come in the fall. Right, exactly. And so if these leagues do pick back up, it may not even be for that long anyway. Because, you know, if this second wave is as crazy as they're saying, they might have to stop play again. And across all the sports, whether it's uh, international play or if it's, uh, you know, like, you know, obviously uh, MLS is going to come back and all these leagues, you know, with hockey, they're going to do, you know, a new format. But, you know, players are still testing positive, you know, and and, uh, and not, not saying specifically in one sport or the other, but across the spectrum, players are still testing positive. So. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the NBA said something like they were going to consider some teams are considering um, using like backup players who are who are quarantined, who are ba- basically like they're just they're reserve guys. Like, oh, you know, like Carmelo has coronavirus. Yeah, let's throw in, you know, <laughs> let's bring in somebody else, you know, from the bench, you know, who's, who's who hasn't really been out in public. And I, that's I don't know, like all of that sounds bad to me. Yeah, speaking of the NBA, you know, it seemed like not everybody's on board with coming back. Like, I think you were saying that, you know, now there are talks that Kyrie Irving is, like, one of the more vocal Mm -hmm. players. I mean... Yeah, and Melo actually said he wasn't sure, too. Carmelo Anthony, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's a lot of um, uncertainty. And you also have to look at it through, like, two different lenses. Do they care about, you know... You know, because this is a business. Do they care about just making money and being safe, or is it just the fact that I just want to make sure we roll with the season, try to uh, recoup the losses that we've had up to this point, and hopefully you'll be safe? I, that's the thing. Where does that trust lie with within the athletes and each organization? Right. And you know, the NBA has done it's a lot of work of trying to make this clean image of like you know pro player and you know but when it comes down to it we're really going to see how how serious that is and if it's just a PR stunt like we're going to learn that yeah I mean just news in general that I've been reading anymore I'm just I'm I, I'm really confused like I read a story and I'm not even going to throw out the source because I, I think it because I'm really shocked that I saw it but they're breaking down the idea the possibility of the Wizards trading uh, Bradley Beal for Brandon Ingram, and I'm just like, in what universe like <laughs> would it be a one for one, like <laughs> for those players? I just this is a legitimate source, and I just I couldn't believe it. Like they broke down the whole scenario, and it's like you would never. I don't know how you feel, but would you ever trade Bradley Beal just for Brandon Ingram? Absolutely not. No. Come on. Absolutely. Like, not. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Nope. There are a lot of other players I would. Actually, no, I wouldn't. Actually, no. Now that I think about it, no. It's got to be a package deal for a guy in his, you know, in his prime, I would say. Or at least right. he's he's really on the cusp of it. So, yeah. I at don't this point, know. I mean, I, I believe he's in his prime at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I concur. I think he's in his prime. I, he, he His value um, is, is, for Got me, it's ridiculous. I mean, for anyone... I mean, Bradley Beal used to be just that set shooter, but, you know, when Wall was, you know, even though I, I always felt that he was more than that, but that's kind of the role he was in. But when Wall was sidelined, uh, I think the whole league saw, like, wow, this this guy was a star all along. And I'm sure he worked really hard, and you know, to make sure that he is the, he was the guy. 
But man, even even Wall said it. Wall said it himself. He's like he's gonna have to learn how to play with him when he comes back. Yeah, I don't know what to tell John, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I think Bradley. I think that might be Bradley Beal's team. You know, <laughs> we'll, well see what John happens in the post if they make it. That, yeah, I think John's I mean, perfectly fine with that. I think John is going to fall into the, and I hate to say this because I do really, I, I mean, I really value what he brought to the team. Um, I think he's falling into a Derrick Rose trajectory right now in his career. As in, I don't think he, I think he's going to consistently get hurt. Um, I, I think the his minutes are probably going to decrease the next time he gets hurt. Cause I think there will be a next time, but I still think he's going to, you know, get 14, maybe, 20 points a game, a few seasons, still dish out assists. And you also have to figure out, you know, there's only one ball in Bradley Beal. If he's still there, you know, I, I don't see John Wall being the same player. Yeah, he's missed, what, two years now almost? His last game was uh, in December of 2018, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that's coming up on two years. So Yeah, two years, so. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and there's nothing wrong back. with that. I think he could still be effective. I just don't think it's going to be, you know, he's a slasher. Unless he, I hope he worked on a shot. If he worked on a shot, he could be deadly. I've said that for years. Like if John Wall can knock down spot up shots from anywhere on the floor, you know, he's uh, you know mid range. He's always pretty solid. But if he could start hitting that three, oh my goodness, like like he's you couldn't you can't really guard him. Right. So. But we'll see how he and how he recovers from that injury. He says he feels 110, percent but you know he's not playing, so right. Yeah, so well, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, he can be half the player he used to be at least. Yeah, but um, yeah, moving on though. Um, I don't know if you you saw it, but the uh, Bruce Lee documentary. Oh yeah, year. oh that was exquisite. I loved it. I thought it was an excellent documentary. At times, I mean, for me, I'm gonna be honest. At times, it was a little bit hard to follow. Like, oh, really? There were there were just certain points, like when they were talking about his wife and that stuff. I, I got a little bit lost, but like, I mean, like you said, it it was very well put together, and I found it interesting that you know they didn't show any of the interviewees, like yeah. they just had their voices. Which at first I thought maybe, hey, you know, with this pandemic going on, it's a social distancing thing. But then it right. turned out that no, this is something different that the director is trying. And you wonder if, depending on the success he has, like if, if this thing ends up winning any awards, you wonder if this is, because, you know, it's a copycat world we're in. So yeah, if something does well, it's going to be replicated. So you wonder how many people are going to follow that. If, it, if it, depending on. Well, I'm sure it took them, I, I'd imagine it took them years to get all the footage. And um, this looked like a passion project. For the director and um yeah like i said I, I think it was i thought it was um especially the times that we're living in right now i thought it was interesting to see um you know you think of bruce lee as you know, this guy who has basically no weaknesses at all and he's you know he's just like the best that you know he just had this image of being just the best and extremely confident and but you also saw uh, another side of bruce where he was coming into a new world you know, where in in the U.S. and he had to learn, you know, the differences of American culture and, and Chinese culture. You know, it was just it, it was very hard for him to, to adjust. Right. And and once he he got comfortable, um, he still wasn't getting a fair shake in the industry. And and you know that that's it's sad that to see him pass when he finally made it. You know, and right. it was just like everything was going to take off. But um, 
you know, uh, who knows what happened. I mean, I think it's kind of sketchy that he died just taking, uh, you know, some basically Dadville or whatever it was or whatever. It was, it was just, you know, t- you know, that's what, that's, medicine. that's what they mentioned that um, it's been a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, this man, like you said, he was one of the healthiest people that a lot of people, you know, he was in the best shape of his life. He was only, what, 30, 39? I think he was like, oh, no, I think he was like, was he like 32, maybe? I I think he was 32, something like that. He was still very young. Very Um, young. But he still lived a full, it seemed like he lived a full life, you know, for such a, you know, young man or whatever. And, you know, it took him going back to his hometown of Hong Kong, her home country of Hong Kong to actually really make it because America, like you said, he wasn't breaking through. He wasn't getting a fair shake. You know, he had the Green Hornet, which I used to watch with my dad. Cause my yeah, dad same here. We would watch those uh, uh, yeah. reruns, which I thought was – and they were saying that the ratings were bad, but looking back and watching it, I always enjoyed watching. I haven't watched right. it since I was a kid, but, man, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know, and I, I obviously was too young for when it first came out, but – Right, you know, same here. Dad, I just saw the reruns. Yeah, when I would watch the reruns, and then they made the the they redid it with Seth Rogen like a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw. You that. know, I, I like that one too, just because of the nostalgia. But <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it it seemed maybe it's one of those things where people gave him his flowers after he left. That's that's what it looked like. I mean, he was getting statues all over the world. People were, and I'm like, where was all these people? When he was yeah, to... I, I I hate when people that they they pin a, when they pin medals on dead bodies, so to speak. It's like, like why why not honor people when they're alive? You know, like really, because because it was funny because when when they're talking about um you know when he came back home, a lot of people didn't you know he thought he'd be embraced with open arms, but um they were kind of like, well you're you're not really one of us, and you're you know it's like you're American, you're not you're. You left, you came back, and so he wasn't getting embraced the way he thought he would be when he came back. And then yeah, when he died, it was like everyone was like, oh, we always loved you, which I thought was interesting as the director kind of, I think he was kind of leading you to that direction to be like, oh, well, they, they kind of like you. Oh, now they love you when you're gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right, you know, which I, I didn't even know. I mean, like, yeah, the way people talk about Bruce Lee, that was the surprising part of the documentary to me, how much he struggled to even get his movies out. Like, I, I mean, people... I didn't know he was a child movies. star either. Like, I didn't know he was yeah. a, a big, like, actor. Just, like, I not didn't even know martial arts, you know? like Him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar were, like, tight. You know, Kareem was in one of his movies, which was very yeah. interesting to see. <laughs> you know? That yeah, man, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean, there, there were some parts, I guess, where it got a little, um... I, I, a little slow, but, I, I mean, for me, I, I thought it was... It was really well done. I think it was, um... It was better than Lance. Yeah, I you know the fact that that got two parts, and I so I finally did see the rerun of the second part, and I was just like, I I really felt like they could put that in one. Now here's the thing, the, the Bruce was I think two hours, and that was one, and it's just like I don't know why you needed two part for Lance. I honestly I thought it was really weak. I I, I thought the Lance one was just, I, I no offense to the direct, I don't think it was like it it's wasn't. Not his fault. It's just it, it's just the story was. I thought it would be more compelling. You know, I was here for all the controversy, but like other than that, it was it was no reason to watch it if they're like if it would have been a clean cut thing, right. I wouldn't have watched it. You know what? If he wasn't so open about things, I think it would be. I think he was just kinda like, Yeah, I did it. And right. that you know, that was pretty much the whole thing. And just like, well, can you expound upon that? Yeah, you know. 
Right. And it's like it just was kind of left you hanging. Like, well, I want a little more than that. Like, like it, it's it's stuff that you expect him to say. Like, oh, well, you know, I lied. Right. And, you know, when you lie, you got to keep lying. And it's like, yeah, well, okay, we know. It just came off as very shameless to me, the way he acted throughout the whole thing. And um, and I don't know why he did it. Maybe it was just for money. And that was my biggest thing, if you remember, before we even saw it, was like, why would Lance do this now? You know, he waited so long. He did the Oprah thing. But it's just like, is it, is it just he needs the money and he's going to do it now? Or is it the fact that he wants to make amends? And from my perspective, it looks like he really didn't care. He didn't really say much about Livestrong and all that. And he was just like, hey, you know, whatever. And it seemed like, because, you know, they led right off with saying, look, this man is swamped with lawsuits. You know, the federal government is after him and all this. So I'm like, yeah, this could be a money thing. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think he just wanted his payday. And, it, and I feel sad. I feel bad for the director because it didn't really make for a good uh, documentary. I think right. the idea was there. It was a good I, I mean, I thought it, it was there. It just production value yeah. just didn't hit. And plus, he, he's a. I mean, no, no offense to the bicycle. I mean, no offense to the cycling community, but right. I mean, it's not the most glamorous sport. No, and and maybe if I would, you know, if 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 you are, and I don't know, like I feel like even if you were a cyclist and you watched this, you were kind of like, eh, like just, right. Yeah. But but I, mean, I don't know. I, I I was looking for some like just damning statements and just like ah, you know, like and it was just kind of like. Yeah, well, you know, we, we know well, what the happened. One part, no, the one part I found interesting and I kind of the reason he did the Oprah thing was when he said that he was putting his children through hell because they're listening to all this stuff about their dad and trying to defend him saying it's not true and that's really what made him break. Right. That's the I'm like, yo, what kind of a monster are you that you're yeah. putting your kids through this? Like, like I said, that's the only word that you know, comes to mind is it just seemed very shameless. The whole right. everything, everything Except about for that it. part. Except for that part. Yeah. Well, I mean, he still, you know, his. Well, I, I can see that being tough if if you're living that lie and you know you're you, you know at some point you do have to tell your your child that hey you know everything I'd done was almost you know my half of my life was a lie. Right. You know, and I don't know. It's almost like I can imagine it being comparable to. Um, if you had to tell your child they were adopted, like you don't want to say it, but eventually it's going to come out and you have to say it. Right. And you don't know how it's going to be received. So I think it was similar to that. Right. Now, speaking of lies and deception, Long Gone Summer, the documentary is coming out Sunday. Oh, yeah. I've seen the previews. <laughs> yeah. The Mark, the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run. Yeah. I am so looking forward to this and I really, truly hope that they don't disappoint me. This should be a good one. I mean, there's just some, you know, like I said, the Lance one. I was like, yeah. I was, I, I even knew it was like, yeah, but you know, I think there's going to be more people interested because of baseball, and, and that was at the height of the, uh, you know, the yeah, home run race was a big deal. I mean, I feel like a lot of people that didn't even like baseball were just like, oh yeah, this is this is something I'm going to follow till the end. It, it, it was just something. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of bets going down on this stuff as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think the biggest thing for me living through the whole the home run race was um, there was one part where Mark McGuire said that he felt like a caged animal. And I remember that. And the media just like just dogged him for it. Um, but the thing I don't think Mark I think Mark was feeling the pressure. 
he liked the fact that he was finally having more success at the latter part of his career. But he also knew that, wow, there's a lot of people hanging around here and I'm not really doing the right things and I'm really nervous. <laughs> so obviously, you know, doing the, uh, st- you know, doing steroids, anabolic steroids that, you know, that's, that was haunting him since he was with the Oakland athletics. And, and I, you could see, um, as the season progressed and how big he was. Cause Mark McGuire wasn't that big earlier in his career. Right. And you could compare that to Barry Bonds where Barry Bonds, I don't know if you followed, any of his older games, but when he came into the league, he was extremely athletic. He stole tons of bases. Um, you know, he hit home runs, but he also hit for average. And then later in his career, he just got bigger and bigger. And it was just like it, the whole style, his whole style was different. And then you're like, man, you're looking at him like, is he, is he taking steroids? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And people were saying that, I mean, Barry, unlike with Mark, Barry was a hall of famer before the steroids. Like there are a lot of people who will argue that to this day. You know, so like every year when he gets left out, you know, there's a lot of like hysteria and it's like, oh, my God, like they're they're doing him so dirty, which is right. And that's why I love Ken Griffey, man. That's why I've always loved Ken Griffey, man. Like beautiful swings. You know, like there's no way. I mean, I would be so shocked if 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 one day they're like, yeah, he was taking steroids. No way. Like, um, I mean, but you look at a player like Brady Anderson who had, you know. Uh, he he didn't hit many home runs a year before, something like a barely over double digits or something like that, and then he just blew up the next season with like 40 home runs or something like that. I think it was like 40 or 42, and and he didn't look, you know, like oh he's taking steroids, but he got popped. So <laughs> you did, can, did, he never did, really um, know. Did Sosa get popped for steroids or did he get popped for something else? Well, like I said, we talked about the cork bat issue, and and that right. happened, and he was that that he he couldn't really hide from. Um, I, yeah, I think he did. Like, he was one of the people that went down with, like, McGuire and with Bonds and with all of them? Well, I know McGuire was, for sure. But Sosa, I mean, Sosa, yeah, I think he... Now, he keeps denying it, though, so maybe not. That's a good question, because I'm at the point now where it's just like, I mean, most likely he did. That I can't confirm nor deny, but I'd have to to double-check. But, I mean, in my mind, it's almost like everyone believes, like, he did get popped for it. Right, you know, yeah. I mean, like that whole that whole situation was just insane. I mean, the whole world was just following it, and and it was just like every week, everyone didn't even care about the outcome of the game. It was just like, I mean, who's gonna who's gonna you know edge the next person in in the home run race? It was just it was it was an interesting time. Uh, Who ended up? Because you know, I'm kind of young, obviously, but who ended up winning that race? Good question. I mean, well, we're gonna. Find I believe out. it was. I think it was. I think it was Mark McGuire. Yeah, it was Mark McGuire. Yeah, we're we're about to. I mean, yeah. Even if still, we're gonna we're gonna find out. But yeah, like, and, and just <laughs> to be fair, like you know, I played baseball in high school, and you know, I, I love the game. But as far as watching, I'm be full disclosure. Like, I I do like you know, I do like following you know Orioles games and stuff. But baseball has never been a sport that I've always been a football uh, basketball guy. Yeah, much faster. Um, you know, baseball is fun, but like I said, I wish they would consider shortening the season for me. And I know that's going to make some people just like gasp for air. Like, what did he say? But right. I mean, I, I feel like that's for me, it would be more entertaining. Like, I like the fact that the NFL and the NBA, yeah, the NBA isn't really that short, but I feel like you get your fill and you're like, all right, let's get the postseason, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, I'm just, I mean, it took me years to actually really start to love the game of baseball for that reason. Um, and now I actually can tolerate it, but I still, like, if it's not the Nationals, I'm not watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, me, that's, that's where yeah. I'm at. For for me, like the uh, the reason why I kind of rock with the the Orioles is just because you know the Nationals weren't really around when I was a child, so um, that was really the only option. So right. um, once once I and you know I followed them, it was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I, I you know I, I'm not against the Nationals, but it, you know I always like the hometown team, but I just couldn't just leave them, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And plus, it's even players who say that they don't watch; they play, but they don't watch, which is. I mean, you don't hear that from an NBA player. You don't hear that from an NFL player. <laughs> like, sure. that's striking. But, um, yeah, I just, just, I mean, to the Barry Bonds thing again real quick, I just hope, I mean, I know he didn't like the media. He didn't really talk to them. But I just hope that somebody gives us a Barry Bonds documentary. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I, I understand his relationship with them wasn't great. I just hope it, I hope he get it. Mm-hmm. Someday. Maybe even if it's like Showtime or HBO, got to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Who knows where Barry Bonds is psychologically right now after all this? You got to imagine being the the best at um, your craft and having asterisks next to basically your life's work. It's gotta, it's gotta do so- something to you, man. Like I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, you know, you're part of everything. You're you're making these decisions, but it's man. Can you imagine? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, unless you're Lance, but um... yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> Dodging lawsuits. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, so it's over to the college game. After 10 long years, USC has welcomed Reggie Bush back. You know, and yeah, that was interesting. They reinstated OJ Mayo as well. You know, and I think it's, it's kind of part of just a grand scheme of things because, you know, like Florida also, um, they passed a bill this week to allow Florida athletes to make money off the endorsements. So I think it's part of that. Like, it's the changing of the times. And I feel like USC Plus, I mean, I think the 10-year thing was up anyway. It wasn't just out of the goodness of their hearts, but it was like a, their their band was up anyway. So, I mean. Do you, do you feel this is in any way connected to what's going on? Yeah. Like, I, 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 like, I. I don't want to say it. I want to see what you have to say. Like, for me, I almost feel like this would oh, yeah. never happened. Well, okay. So, yes and no. Um, I mean, because he was basically done. They're like, oh, you want your Heisman? Whatever. Like, right, he was right. just like, he, there was never, like, they disown this man. Yeah, like, it, it did come out of nowhere. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, yeah. And I wouldn't. In, in, in the timing alone, just interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, come on back. What? Like, yeah, the time, like, <laughs> it, it's, it's a lot of people making things like, like you know, the NFL is recognizing Juneteenth, which I'm like, how, what exactly, you know, cool, but like what? Like what, when Oakley was like do? basically being you know, like, in, in, like Oakley couldn't go to Knicks games anymore. And then then when they had the footage of him basically fighting like everyone in the stands, it's like, OK, Charles can come back. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> same, with the Spike, same with the Spike Lee thing. It's like, oh, you know, right, he's going right. on Good Morning America. And it's like, you know what? No, absolutely. It's Let just, him come back. <laughs> I, th- you know, yeah, I th- uh, think it was a PR. Th- I, I I hate to call what's going on in the world and that into combine the two, but to me it it had a feeling of like odd timing. Was this related? With, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a lot of uh, like like Bill O'Brien came out today and said he would kneel with his players if they decided to take a knee during the anthem. Which 
I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the man's heart. I don't know him personally. So I, I can't say he's faking, but I'm just like, you know, it's a lot of people who are putting on shows right now. With, right. You know. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because because I was. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, gonna try to be as politically be correct as I can when I kind of go into this. But you remember when Rapino took a knee, and yes. the, the the U.S. Women's National Team, they were staunch about. It. They're like, "What are you Absolutely doing? Right. You can't do. What do you stop?" And it's just like, and then they had you know the commissioner on, and she was just like, "We didn't know that, it, you know, that Kaepernick said that it wasn't, you know." That it was bashing, you know, the military and this, that, and the other, and Blasey Blue. It's like he said, and this is where the ignorance comes into play. Don't act like you didn't hear what this man said. He said it from the right. Jump. It was flat out said it. from the jump and throughout the whole process. Eric Reed did, Malcolm Jenkins, all these dudes that were part of this, men, women, children. I went to high, covered high school games and saw, and saw, and you talk to the athletes, and they know what was going on, and they're kneeling, and they could tell you. They can give you a better response than commissioners of multi-million dollar leagues. Stop it. You know, like, and stop it. Even you knew what was going on. Like, you decided no. Don't right. don't fall back now. I'm glad that you changed your stance and all, but, like, come on now. Don't be a hypocrite. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> speaking of that odd timing, oh, how coincidentally uh, the, the U.S. national team is reconsidering their stance on kneeling. <laughs> like... Oh, it's, it's definitely one of those keep that same energy things for me. Right, exactly. Keep that same energy because don't 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 be like I didn't know. Like you're right. not five years old, okay? You're not going to sit in a corner after this. Be you know, be a grown up and admit whatever whatever happened in this country of like saying I was wrong and I made a mistake. If Roger Goodell and I've I've said so many things about Roger Goodell, I can't even I don't know where to start. Right. But if this man can come <laughs> out and say like, look, we messed up. Even if he's not being genuine, because right. I don't really even if he's not, he's out there. He's like, look, we messed up. We're gonna change this. It was wrong. At least he, you know, at least he said it, you know. And that's a conversation that needs to be had rather than I didn't know. And you know, Mister uh, NASCAR driver who never won a race is like, oh, Confederate flag. Hey, I'm out. Yeah, well, I'm out. I'm out. Like, which was hilarious to me. Like, it's just okay. like, bye. <laughs> right. See ya. Okay. No one really knew who the hell you were, anyways. Right. Not one top ten finish. Like, oh, Big not... Mac! Big Mac did win the home run derby. I was right. Yeah, it was like seventy home runs. So, right, <clears throat> it was close. Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. But, but... Um, to, to 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 the point that we were trying to make, bringing it all back, is that yes, I believe the USC decision to just suddenly reinstate Reggie Bush after all these years, and OJ Mayo at the as well. Yeah, OJ Mayo is a little little different situation, but yeah. No, I know, but I'm saying, but the fact that they both happened this week. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I said, like, no. <laughs> at least I'm not going insane. Yeah. At least from hearing another person to be like, yeah, you know, I, I think this could be like, because that's all I was thinking. Because you know, like I'm, I, I mean, with Reggie that, Bush, I'll, I'll just stick to Reggie Bush mainly because. I think his is more of a what's going on in the world as far as, you know, boosters and what's right, what's wrong with getting, you know, basically your your parents taken care of financially, getting cars, money, what have you. I think Reggie Bush, in my opinion, was if not the, you know, this is going to, I don't want to put it this way, but I don't want to say the best, but he is one of, without a question, one of the most uh, prolific players in college football history. I don't. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll yeah. put it like this: in my lifetime, 
<laughs> in my lifetime, maybe besides Cam Newton and and um, Cam Newton, that's pretty much it. The only other person in, in, was Reggie Bush and Vince Young. The I only mean, other person was, was Reggie Bush. As far as his college body of work alone, I can't think of many players at that, at least at that position, that completely took over games. And it was just kind of like he just made defenders look like, you know, like you knew they weren't making it to the NFL half these guys. And some of them, most of them did, and they couldn't touch this man. And it's crazy that when you go back and you look, uh, and those USC teams are so good, but he he was the engine, and he, he made that thing go. Um, right. Just looking back at and, and watching the game, remember the games live, I, there's no one that just effortlessly scored and just basically just, it was like he was walking down the field. It was like no one could touch him. And he was so good that he overthought things. And, you know, that, that, that really infamous play in the Rose Bowl where he's running, and, I mean, dude is going to score. Nobody's going to catch him. And for some mm. reason... He turns and he tries to pitch it to I don't even know who the dude was, but <laughs> number forty-eight. <laughs> That's better. Like, I mean, what kind? Just the amount of just arrogance in that moment. I mean, not not like bad arrogance, but just like yeah. Well, I mean, I guess <laughs> when I I actually had an this opportunity. Man was just miles ahead of everybody. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I had an opportunity. It's funny that it was you know they're talking about this, but. I had an opportunity to, to see a uh, PTI taping once. Um, I knocked into one of the lead cameramen. I was working um, I was working at like a Ritz camera at the time. I was going to school. And I was like, hey, that's a nice shirt you're wearing. And his PTI, like, you want to go? I'm like, what? Yeah, you want to go to the taping? He's like, I'm, I'm the lead camera guy. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. So they taped down in D.C., went down there with a friend. And, and they're actually talking about Reggie Bush and the situation of him getting you know caught up. And... You know, Michael Wilbon was basically saying, you know, like, like, you have to understand for someone that age, when they're giving you money and all these things, it's so hard to say no. And when okay. it's coming from people that you would think would know the rules, it's almost like as when you're in a, a young man's mind state, you, you're not thinking of the negative. It's like, oh, why would he do that? You know, like, why would he or she do that? Just because, you know, they know the repercussions of it. And then the so, other thing, yeah, sorry, but the no, other thing is, and I, I don't think Reggie Bush came from a bad situation, but there are a lot of these recruits who are coming from some really like, I mean, when you listen to some of these people's stories, like like Josh Jacobs, for example, with Alabama, him and his dad were drinking water out of a faucet at one point. You know, they were right. homeless. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like it's a yeah. lot of people. And and we know from the NFL draft this year, I mean, they made it very clear some of these dudes' stories. You know, every every draft pick had, you know, it was almost listed like stats at one point. Like, these guys come from some situations where, you know, saying no to some under-the-table money ain't as easy as it sounds. Well, I mean, I'm trying to understand the logic behind this argument. I feel like it's so ridiculous anymore. Like, I mean why is the player getting, you know, basically ridiculed for this when basically the adult and grown-up in the situation representing the university or institution is basically getting a slap on the wrist? Like, oh, you know, boys will be boys. No, I don't think it should fall on, like, Reggie Bush that somebody gave. I think there should be blame. Don't get me wrong. 
but I think it needs to lean heavy on the the university and the boosters. Right. Like this is their job. Like they and should know what they're doing. And these punishments are weird. Like, um, oh, we're gonna vacate an entire season of wins, and we're gonna disown him from the university. Oh, and by the way, we're right. gonna take the banners down. And right, and the gonna, whole team's affected. Right. His name from the record books, and he never existed here. Like. Right. <laughs> the whole team. Think about being. Think about if like you're a walk on, and you you were just like this is a great experience. This uh, you know this is your college experience. This is your life. Everything's you know glorious. And then it never happened. So but no, but that's the thing. It, that, it, that's the thing. It's not like it's Men in Black where you can just pull the little yeah. memory eraser out and say, look, this didn't happen. But it's like, happened. It happened with the five too. Like, they said it in the, I don't know if you remember the Trojan Horse documentary, but they said it, like, oh, we always tell people there was a Reggie Bush. Like, I don't care what the NCAA says. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, I mean, like I said, it happened in the Fab Five, too, when Weber got caught up. Yeah, so, I mean, like, they tried to do it to Cam Newton, but it didn't work. Like, you know? like it, it, I, I just think that the universities need to, they need, like, I'm not saying that a player shouldn't know. Or the parent, you know, I, and the parents, too. Yeah, I mean, like, let's say, let's say you are drinking water out of a faucet. Like, you still should know, like, ooh, this doesn't sound right. But I don't blame you for taking it if you need it. It's a weird line. It really is. Now, the ones who are the ones who are kind of weird are like you, you see the guys who, oh, their son's not getting playing time. So you know what? We're gonna just bl- blow this whole thing up. Like, <laughs> those are the worst type of parents. The ones who. Oh, their son's not getting playing time, so now we're just going to air out oh, yeah. the university. Like friends that you thought were friends, as soon as they don't feel like, you know, they're, you get, know. Get, they're, they're being appreciated. Oh, yeah, dirty laundry gets aired out. So, And um, while we're on dirty laundry, yeah. it's Zion Williamson. Um, oh, man. are you going to call me Nostradamus now or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's getting to the point that, I mean, pretty soon – I mean, people have done their best to try to ignore this because I haven't seen a lot of coverage on it. But pretty soon, I mean, it's getting to the point. The stuff that this woman is putting out here on him, I don't know how oh, much yeah. Duke, especially, I don't know how much longer they can ignore it. It's, some of us can, but I don't know how much longer Duke, and especially with Kansas getting hit with the penalties they're getting hit with, and with uh, Oklahoma State and the band they just got, like... <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a week later, here we're like, yeah, you know, Duke never gets caught up. And I'm not saying, you know, but... Yeah. But no, but I mean, but this has been out there. This woman has kind of said stuff before. Like, this was always hanging over Zion's head. Since yeah, it was like, because this happened last year, right? Uh, yeah. where, where it was kind of... But it was still, it was lofty. It was, it, there was nothing that really... There was a probe, but nothing really stuck. But I mean, yeah, but she's talking about lavish vacations and, and, and you know... It's, it's all type of stuff. I mean, I got to go back. Yeah, and luxury it, cars. Uh, luxury cars. Parents like, had three register registered to them. You know, like like they didn't even try to hide it. Like it was just like like that's um, literally how Reggie Bush got caught because the house was in his mother's name or something. Right, and then um, looks like um, uh, the Athletic reported that um, their their rent, the property that they rented in North Carolina, was valued at almost five thousand dollars a month. Where I think they were. Living in um, a property that was like some around like eight hundred dollars or less to live, um, and uh, there's just you know right now it's just they're they're, they're looking for this uh, uh, marketing what is it prime sports marketing they're looking for a hundred million dollars and most likely they'll probably get a settlement but 
um, you know, Coach K and Zion might have to testify, but there's, I don't know yet. I mean, I'm not an attorney by any means. I'm not going right. to act like I am, but um, there is some speculation that they might not even, you know, have to, you know, it might just get taken care of outside of court with the settlement, but who knows? I mean, this is evolving as we speak. Yeah. I mean, I, I it, it generally, with athletes especially, it, it usually <laughs> happens like that because, you know, they don't want their dirty laundry being put out there. Mm-hmm. You know, just like entertainers, like, you know, stuff gets settled out of court because the last thing you want is for the media to be up in your business. Right. Yeah. Just because somebody settles doesn't mean that they're, you know, squeaky clean. It's just the compromise, right. you know, just like, yeah, keep it quiet. <laughs> let me go back to boy, especially being that he's only he's not even 20 years old yet. So, yeah, I mean, you know. yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like, like how, but still, again, how, how do you, why would you have Call luxury cars or what they're calling them as luxury cars register to them like how does like really like you don't think duke you don't think this is gonna find the light of day well really? because it's duke because it's duke it probably won't is what they're thinking because i mean i'm I mean, i'm sure this ain't i don't know that's talk about being out in the open i mean <laughs> like zion ain't the first <laughs> and it's zion like he, whenever you have a first name where we don't, when you can just say Zion and everyone nods their head, right. it's like Kobe. If you have a first name at Duke one year and you go to the NBA, you don't think they're gonna find this? Come on! Exactly. And he <laughs> might have been, he might have had one of the greatest individual seasons in yeah, a long, I mean, in years. Like I mean, we had, yeah, he had a great like year. That. I mean, um, I, I think he looked even better as. His, you know, before the play stopped in the NBA, but yeah, he had a great year um, at Duke, and you know, even with the pieces that they had, he still stole the show as you know as a rookie. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and in limited time, because you know he missed the first two months. Yeah, and then he had that ankle issue, and you know, so. and everybody was like, "Oh, he's going to have to learn how to walk again," and he's da, 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 and it was just all this speculation, and he comes in. And yeah, I, I'll, I'll always believe he's going to have injury problems. I, I don't want to wish that on anyone, but I, I just look at I look at his body type and I look at the, how athletic he is, and I just hope he I hope he can get over that. And it, he's doing the right. I think he has a really good, um, really good uh, uh, physical therapy staff and the people and all the trainers over there and the, and the weight trainers and all. I think they know how to. I think they understand his body type and, the, and he has a good group of people working with him. So, you know, maybe, maybe they, he's the yeah, right they did a good job with him this year in terms of like, you know, they didn't rush him back. Right. Uh, I know, thought they did a great job. I thought yeah. it was, I, I don't think they could have done better, you know? Right. So, I mean, he's in good hands. It looks like. Yeah. On the, on the court, I don't on know. the court. Yeah. I mean, now, <laughs> but you, you know, know what? It, you know, it's one of those things where I, I think, like you said, I think Duke's going to come out like a knight in shining armor out of this somehow. And it's just, because, you know, you the know, Blue Devils. Yeah. <laughs> something's just going to happen. It's just going to be like, well, you know, negligence on this. And, you know, th- this wasn't related somehow. And we're just yeah. going to act like this never happened. And like I said, I'm I, not an attorney, but, but I, I think this will get settled. And it's just going to be like it never happened, you know. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just know, you know, just from seeing the way things have gone down in history, if, I, if anyone even thinks for a moment, that Coach K is going down in any way, <laughs> you know. Oh no, I mean like the face of Bobby Knight, you know. I mean, you know, people love. I mean, you know, Bobby Knight. Not not knocking him, but it's just like there's a lot Bobby of people Knight that didn't like away. him, you know. Right. <laughs> like, but 
but if like Bobby White, if Bobby Knight can walk away, ain't no way Coach K. Like no, Coach K is like a god in, yeah. in Carolina. There's you know in, in the basketball universe, so you're right. I mean anything that I don't know what could stick on that guy. I really Hell don't. Would freeze over first. Yeah, and it's sad because like you know like I said, I've always really. I always looked up to Coach K and, and, and felt like he was, you know, like a, I just like the way he he kind of, you know, he, he took stuff head on and everyone looks at his success, but it didn't always come that way. He really worked hard. He definitely uh-huh. earned the respect of of everyone. And he was on some really thin ice for a, a while. And I don't think a lot of people re- realize that. And, you know, really early and, in the career. And he persevered. Now, as far as everything else that's going, you know, if you want to kind of come back with the land stuff, it's like, with, with Coach K, if if the allegations were true, I mean, and this was happening even with more athletes, would would you think it would be kind of like like Lance's response, like oh whatever, I had to do what I needed to do to compete, or do you think it would just be like uh, I don't know, like I mean, it's just, you got me, like right. <laughs> that's I mean, the thing. You know, college basketball and and college football are big business. I mean, like you know, I, I wonder. The employees don't get anything. But. I just question what 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 would it hurt if to have like your star players in college get an Escalade or get like exactly. something? You know, like I'm just like people probably like, what do you mean? Ah, it's like no, like seriously, like what if it, like let's let's just be real. As far as like everyone in this world, everyone we talk about, and this isn't a quality thing as much as like. It's like a money thing. It's like like not everyone gets treated differently, no matter who you are. So if you're Zion Williamson on a team, are you going to treat the backup point guard the same way that you treat Zion? No. no. Zion is going to be the star. And Zion can have an Escalade. And the backup point guard might not be able to because we don't think you deserve it. And so like it wouldn't happen for every player, you know? And that's the other thing. His parents might be able to afford one anyway if he can go to Duke. You know, like everybody at Duke is probably driving, you know, Buicks and 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 anything. Right. Like, what's the difference with if the star point guard or the star? And how does it on? affect the game? I mean, NCAA, right. they're making money. They're they're you know they're doing everything they can. You see how how all these tournaments, all the money they rake in, and all the sponsorships, and you got Spike Lee and Samuel Jackson and Charles Barkley, you know, hamming up on these like, you know, 30 second, uh, second spots, you know, like that are worth, like, they're almost like, they're almost comparable to like Super Bowl commercials now. So uh-huh. it's like, yeah, I mean, like, so if a few kids get a few freebies, I mean, we're, like we're talking about cars. There have been kids that got popped for like tickets. Like, yeah, Hey, like, I'm like, like, like I think Richard Jefferson got in trouble. I think, he, uh, you know, because he went to a Duke game or something like that. Terrell Pryor got busted for tattoos. Like, right. <laughs> like, so it's like, so we're, so we're talking about something that micro, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't see why it has to, to be that way. Because you're not going to stop these schools. That's how they compete. You're not going to, like, like, there's a lot of Jesus shuttle, shuttles worths out there if you, if you, if you know yeah, what I'm talking about. But it's just like there's a lot of situations where you're not just gonna you're not bringing in Zion with a handshake. Do you really think you're you're doing that? And I'm not just saying Zion. I'm just using like enter player name here. If he is the best in the nation, you're not getting him him in because he likes the coach or you know oh well, I'm in love with the view from my room. No, like come it's on. Some stuff. And then plus, <laughs> like if you and you're not gonna get everyone, you know. For, yeah, it's like and for me, I, I you know. 
I, I, I check a lot of these players out on social media. If you check their social medias, I mean, these dudes got nice cars. You know, they got the flyers fits. You know, yeah. the 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 nice. I mean, and I'm and and I mean, like fresh. Like I mean, you know, and I'm like, yeah. Either they're really saving up those stimulus checks that they get, or <laughs> you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that you know some of them don't got it like that anyway. But yeah, I mean, some families they you know even though they get a full know, ride, they they might be you know doing they're well off. Out. Yeah, but I'm like uh, you know I mean these dudes all be like just decked out. It, it's like I don't know if you remember is these Ben and Jerry shoes that uh, came out and a ton of people were trying to get them, nobody could get them. Right. It's a dude, I forgot what college he goes to, but he he goes to I think he goes to Clemson or something, and I saw him in a picture with them on, and I'm like, bro, yeah. <laughs> it's like. You know, so but it's selective, though. Like I said, like 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 we're talking about like last week, how Jameis Winston gets a, a bag of frozen like crab legs, you know, and he gets in trouble. You know, this isn't related to, um, you know, like boosters giving money, but it's just like if somebody wants to get you, they're going to get you yeah. in the NCAA. It could be something so small. Like, it just like, you know, Johnny Manziel and, and, and there's other situations with like, oh, I signed a couple autographs. And if like one of them goes on eBay and sells for like, you know, five dollars, it's like, oh, well, we got gotcha. you. Well, correct. They, right. You know, we know how they did him. Well, Ohio State. But yeah, you know, so. But if they love you, it doesn't always seem to stick. So like Zion. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I mean, but that's. NCAA, it's like if they want to get you, get you, you're gonna get got. But if if you know, and and again, with uh, with Barry Bonds, we're talking about a little earlier. It's like there are a lot of reports that Barry Bonds just wasn't very friendly to the media. Right. And what what are reporters great at doing? Finding dirt and delivering it. So it's just like and getting all the information they can. So I wouldn't really throw stones in a glass house if you're in this situation. So. Um, it's if 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 you treat you know the media a certain way, sometimes it's going to backlash, and and that seems to be the same way with the NCAA. Damn, but, you know, it took him years to get in the Hall of Fame. He should have been first ballot. First. Yeah, I mean, the the problem is is like the, like you know, there's that asterisk there, and that's that's going to be something that everyone's going to look at, and and there, it's it's undeniable that you can't just you can't just say it without you know putting right. that. That little, that little, you know, blurb next to it saying, well, yeah, you know, it, this wasn't true. It's not genuine. Right. Um, you know, and you could say Roger Clemens. There's a lot of, like, like we're not, I don't want to just pin him. You know, there's a lot of guys that were, were you know, there's Rafi Palmero. You know, like. <laughs> the whole era. The, the whole yeah. era. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, you, have, you have kids getting Tommy John surgery to this day as 15-year-olds just because sometimes your arm will get stronger. You know, like. Any advantage that you can get, it's that's how sports is. It's 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 insane. Like like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that people aren't really aware of. Right. Like, um, like you, you like yeah. You know, all the, the sign stealing in MLB, you know, every team does that. That you was know? so over the top. I can't believe that. So I was saying about that a few weeks ago and I was just like is, like you think about it and you almost seems it seems like a movie. It doesn't even seem like it's real. Like like they act that actually happened. Like this happened, right? <laughs> and you got caught. Oh my goodness! Right. Like, how do you recover? <laughs> like, as, like as, as the Astros and a lot of these teams, like, ooh. Right. But speaking of movies, and this is, I guess, how we're gonna close it out. The 
Doug, Doug Williams. And, you know, in the spirit of doing things to keep up with the times, mm-hmm. Doug Williams, even though I appreciate that they're doing this, they're going to be, they, he's, I think either he or somebody else sold his rights to make a movie about, a biopic about him. It's so about time. A biopic, finally. It's about time. Right. I heard about that. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think he gets enough credit. And that's, I'm not, you know, I might be a little biased because I've always been a Washington Redskins fan growing up. But I, I mean, he, he, you know, I mean, yeah. he, he broke the color barrier for quarterbacks in the NFL. And um, I, I think, and how he did it was just sensational. Um, I, I'm, I'm really glad that they're making a movie on it. I hope he's depicted properly. I'm sure he will be. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't know. Player. Get Denzel. Like, do they, that's what I'm about to say. I'm like, do they get Denzel or do they find somebody out of the Woolworths? You know, well, like they people did forget. With... People forget. Doug Williams was a baller. Like even when he was, you know, when he went to um, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Grambling to Tampa Bay. Um, like they went to the playoffs with the, with the creamsicles. Like like they were horrible. But Doug Williams could ball. Um, right. You know, when when Schroeder was over there and he it was a, a quarterback with him and, and Williams. Um, it was back and forth, and Gibbs, you know, finally <laughs> gave, um, you know, uh, Williams the keys to the organization, so to speak, for that season. They they beat the Broncos, and um, it was one of the best Super Bowl performances by a quarterback at, at, at that time. Didn't um, he, like, he threw, like, six touchdown passes in a half or something? Well, I know that he, he you know, and again, this is this was, uh, <clears throat> you know, Basically, when I was born, when they when they uh, four or five actually, I think yeah, he, I think he threw some like four or five touchdowns. I have to go back, but I mean he was slinging it. I mean there's a lot of guys on the team that you probably won't even uh, remember unless you you grew up during that era. But um, you know against John Elway and you know they they, they were down early and then uh, Williams got hurt. He twisted his ankle. There was a uh, scenario where um, Schroeder was running out and um, uh, earlier in the year <clears throat> Williams basically was in the same situation where Schroeder waved him off the field. And he told Gibbs, he was like, there's no way in hell that uh, anyone else is finishing this game but me. And he was in pain, and he finished it out, and they, they, they rallied with a comeback, and they eventually won. I think he, he threw, I think, four touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just what a, what a great um, – I don't think people will remember Doug Williams necessarily as, like, the greatest – one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But he was – he could play – and he he definitely um, you know he, paved he the way did it with class game. too. Like he could, he could, I I don't think I would have been able to do that. Like all the questions that he was asked it was always black quarterback this, black quarterback that, and he just wanted to be. Look, I can play. I'm I'm gonna be out here. I'm gonna do. He did. You know he 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 did everything the right way. Everyone remembers him as a great quarterback. Um, I just I just level. think it's it's. I'm glad that they're doing the movie for him. Right. And I really hope they touch on, like, his college days, too, because, you know, he went to Grambling and he went and he played in the era when HBCUs were in their heyday. You know, like, nowadays, you know, I mean, besides North Carolina A&T, a lot of these programs aren't what they used to be. But, like, when he played there, you know, that was back when, you know, most of the black athletes were still going to traditionally black schools so like i mean you know morgan was a super was a superpower you know grambling alcorn state obviously you know mm-hmm. uh, i think southern you know like just all these schools just and, yeah like all these schools <clears throat> so i hope they touch on that too but it's gonna be interesting to see first when it comes out and then 
who they get to play Doug, who they get to play everybody. So I'm yeah, looking forward I mean, to that. Yeah, me too. I mean, Doug Williams is, um, I think, uh, I don't think he gets mentioned enough um, anymore. And, and I think a lot of people that remember him are Washington Redskins fans. But I think this movie will really open people's eyes like, wow, like this, this was like a big deal for not only just the, the game of football, but sports in general. It just right. opened doors. And um, to think that, you know, <laughs> in the 80s, to say that a black quarterback couldn't handle like the offense. And it's just like, I mean, this isn't like, it's, you know, like, like during the fifties or so like, like this is like late eighties. It's like, we're like, really? So, I mean, you look at guys like Russell Wilson and, and, um, you know, like Cam and uh, Mahomes and, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the black quarterback is, you know, dominating the league and, and, you know, you have to pay homage to Doug Williams for, uh, you know, going out there and dealing with all the scrutiny and then actually performing and, and winning a Super Bowl, which I thought was really impressive. Doug, Warren Moon. Well, Warren Moon, yeah, especially CFL career as well. He, he won some right, great right. cups too, so. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean. At this point, yeah, I, I covered everything. That literally is everything. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm uh, pretty much uh, kind of tapped out too. We we covered a lot of bases uh, uh, today, and yeah, I mean, um, I, we always appreciate the fans coming out and uh, listening to our podcast. I know the pandemic is still kind of you know crazy right now, and we're dealing everything day by day. But we appreciate all of the listeners. Um, this is your sports fix on the Sports Pulse. Devin Ashby, Daniel Cusin Jr. Uh, looking forward to uh, hearing from you and seeing you next week. See you guys next week.